Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is continuing coverage of the 2024 NFL Combine. Live from Indianapolis on Steelers Nation Radio. Brought to you in part by Calusi Chevrolet. Serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. By Schneider Downs. Discover the value of big thinking with a personal focus at SchneiderDowns.com. By ST Bank. Proudly serving our community since 1902. STBank.com. By First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FDIC. And by Iron Workers Local Union Number 3. They don't go to the office. They build it. Welcome back. I am Dale Lolly. He is the Matt Williamson, and it's just us. Just you and I. Bring it on home. Just you and I. <laughs> lots going on it's here a song, today. Isn't it? Uh, absolutely. Lots yeah. of lots of guests. Lots of good stuff going on. And uh, well, uh, you know, we're here for the combine, and we now know uh, the top three quarterbacks are not going to throw right here right. at the combine, uh, but some of the other guys are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get to see some of those. And that's the quarterbacks always drive the, the they process. They do, but there's a lot more to see. There's a lot more to see. Uh, but guys like like Marvin Harrison's not going to do any workouts here. He's going to do it all at, at, at Ohio State. Uh, but some of these other guys are going to run and uh, and do some, you know, a lot of the workouts and stuff. Um, I, I just, you know, when when you start to get into this con- into this part of the season, this off part of the off season. Um, You'll hear guys, well, he's rising up the board. That guy's right. rising up the board. This doesn't do that. for uh, This This puts them on this, the radar of the media. Right. People need to understand that. I also think the last couple weeks when there's all the scouts in the building and they're talking, I think some things leak out a little bit more, too. So the media, the, quote, insiders, Catch the up. chefters <laughs> of the world get some more more stuff thrown their way yeah. and it trickles out some of which isn't true. Yeah. <laughs> some of it are just smoke screens and it is lying season and all those things as well. So up until that point, plus the coaches hadn't been involved. You know, if, if you're insiders with a coach or an O-line coach, he hasn't even seen these guys. So, you know, bowl season, they're not even in that mix. So I do think now that we're all, you know, all the people, the decision makers are all in the same city, all in the same vicinity. Things do leak, you know, there are some smoke screens, of course, but I think it's not all of a sudden that the Steelers just found out about this guy that had never heard of. I mean, they've been in the school, they've been, they've been, you know, scouting him all along. People change on boards, though. I mean, that definitely happens. Well, I think, and those changes come because of what this place was initially Mm -hmm. came came out of this, the interviews. And the medicals. I say it's usually negative. Right. Yeah, right. If you give the kid the benefit of the doubt, well, if he's healthy, I like him in the second round. Well, my doctor says his knee's not good. I, right. I can only take him the fifth or later, or he's off my board. Well, then somebody moved up. This, this yeah, He's you know, a right. one contract. We're not going to get a second contract out of this guy, so mm-hmm. we're not going to use a day one or two pick on him. Yep. And he's a day three guy. The, the Maurice Hurst was this guy a couple years ago. He gets here. He didn't even know he had anything wrong with him, and he had a heart condition. You yeah. know, like they poke and prod you so much. Some of those things pop up or eh, I, I didn't love sitting down chatting with this kid. I'm not even going to bring him in for a visit. I thought about it. So let's go another direction. We have so many visits. What you don't hear is when people come to the visits late in the process or in your building for the day. I love them. You know, and yeah. they just don't tell anybody about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah th- right, right. Those ones you're not telling anybody no, about. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I think to a certain degree, like somebody's going to go out here this week and run a f- something four three forty. Yeah. I, I thought he was a four five guy. 
That's then, what he. That's what his tape looked like. Then you go back. To well, the then tape. You, you believe the tape then, or you go back and you look at the tape and say, "Yeah, he probably is a four or five guy mm-hmm. in pads, or he's great out of." I mean, he, he been practicing his start. Yeah, I mean, he, okay, but you definitely you cross check it. You go back to the tape. We talk about this a lot. A, a huge mistake that is made is I write this guy up. Boy, he's blazing fast. I adore his speed. He comes out here, he runs a four two nine, and I even give him another bonus prize for yeah. that. Like you already gave him. That's where you get in trouble. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where you get yourself into trouble by by checking off more boxes with this stuff. So you you have to. I, I think you go into this with a little bit. If you're a team, you go into this with a little bit of a governor on everything, where you're saying, okay, we can't give the guy extra credit for what we already thought he was. Yeah, don't you can't give him credit twice. Don't give him credit twice for 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 what you already thought about him. Mm-hmm. Stick with your original assessment. Now, yep. maybe again, maybe somebody who goes out and, and shows something here makes you go back and look at him again. Oh yeah, I mean, change of direction stuff, yeah. explosion stuff. You know, maybe when I watched him, he had a knee, or you know, I mean, you got to why doesn't the tape add up to what he did here? Maybe he's a better athlete now, or maybe he's a better specimen now because of the way he's working out. As we always say, guys are allowed to get better. I think a, a smart thing I would do is if I was in charge of a front office would be I want to report from all of you the day before the combine ends of everybody you're in charge of. That's not your final answer. Right. I'm not holding that to you at all. But when we go to our final meetings and you write your final report, I'm going to print this old one out and we're going to put them next to each other. And let's just remember what we yeah. thought before. And if, it, if this was hype. drastically different than this one, I want to know why. Tell me why. Yeah. And hey, you, I, you can sell me, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I misread it. I watched the wrong games. I was told the wrong information. We wouldn't still want to get it right. But I wonder, is report number one better to go off than the last one? You know what I mean? If we just ignored all this for yeah. some degree, you know, in some cases, the answer is yes. I just wonder, too, like, so the, the Big 12 this year, I don't know mm-hmm. if we've talked about this yet or, or not. The Big 12 is doing its own pro day. For the whole for the whole league, the league, they're trying it out this year. So they're okay, going to have know that. they're going to have all the Big Twelve teams in one place. I can't remember where it's at. So okay. It might be in Texas Somewhere or big, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're going to have all their all their players come in, and they're all going to work out and do everything. It's like a three or four day long process. Okay. In some respects, I think it's a good idea. In other respects, I'm like you're going to lose some of the like is for example, is Mike Tomlin going to be able to take guys to dinner like he normally would? Mm-hmm. Are they going to do medicals? I mean, I have a lot of questions. I mean, are they doing these drills? They're treating are it they... like it's a pro day, so it's going to be. So they're not going to. Be... I mean, they're not going to do combine drills exactly. It's not right. a. It's not a mirror image of what we see here. It's more like Oklahoma and Oklahoma State's pro day. Yeah. rolled into one. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll get good attendance. Oh, I think I mean, it'll be highly attended. Like, like, I think all, thir- will be there, all thirty-two teams will have somebody there. And what you yeah. what you then get away from is okay. On this day, Iowa State and Oklahoma State had pro days at the same time. And GM we can't be two places. Can't be at two places at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens now? Okay, we get this pro day for the Big Twelve and pick a school. Florida State's also having theirs, especially if the pro day for the Big or it's Twelve Alabama is the whole weekend. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not just one day; it's going to be multiple days. Or Michigan's pro day is that okay. is that same weekend? Like, I'm just curious. It's not that it matters to the NFL, but are the schools? paying for the kids to go i think they did this in conjunction with the nfl okay. i think to kind of try to test it out a little bit here maybe mm-hmm. to again to, to, and the kids to, that have no chance are they going to be there i, I would get yeah, i mean clouding things up you, and each school brings their top 20 guys i don't know i would also think the other leagues want to be there because they right. want those guys heavily i mean the guys that aren't combine invites aren't senior bowl invites you know any all-star game invites i don't know it's interesting i mean there's always been regional combines right but they're for the really down the line guys. Yeah, you know, eh, I guess it's a decent experiment. Yeah, what you lose out on is some of those times, like some of these schools, like if I'm if I'm Oklahoma and I have my pro day, mm-hmm. and there's a kid from Central Oklahoma, right? He ties in with you guys. Yeah, he, right, right. Can we'll, I, we'll can just I bring jump him in. in. Yeah, right, right. And so I don't know if they're going to allow that at the Big Twelve pro day. Uh, so like I think Pitts had Duquesne kids. Yeah, you know, right. You're like no one's going to go to yours. They'll come to ours. We'll do we'll just, yeah, you're, you're, we're, instead of having our 12 guys, mm-hmm. we'll have 15. But I'm also wondering, kind of a senior bowl environment, I mean, Coach Tomlin's the best example. Is he mulling around on the field chatting with dudes while they're not doing stuff? Right. Because you know, not everyone's going to be busy doing drills the whole time. Yeah. 
I don't know what, I mean, I don't know. again, uh, it's, it's something it's new. new yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's, it's interesting. I, you know, I just, we'll see how it works out. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'd be curious if you see after the fact when scouts, you know, kind of leak it like, boy, that's a great idea. Everyone should do it. Yeah. Or boy, had a lot of flaws. So if we could get that fixed, great. Because now what we're seeing is that the top prospects aren't working out here anymore. No. They no, want to wait and do top, it at the pro day guys, because right. it's a more controlled environment. They control the environment. Well, they slept in their own bed. Right. They weren't, you know, bod potted and. But if it's at the Big Twelve, everybody's, you know, you lose some of that. You lose some of that. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's a little more familiar, or maybe you do some things here and you don't do them there. You know, like the oldest trick in the book: you come in here looking great in your shorts and underwear, right. and then you lose a little weight, and then you run up a good forty, or vice versa, whatever. <laughs> or vice versa, people right. thought you're too light, so mm-hmm. you, you come in here, you gain ten pounds. Oh no, he's two hundred and ten pounds. He's not going to run. Yeah, but yeah. he doesn't run. Yeah. Shockingly enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's back down to one hundred ninety-five at his pro day, and he runs. Oh, he ran a four-three-five. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, earlier today when I was on with with Moats and Wes, we were talking about how. I think the way I phrased it was if you if you were to write a book, a history book of the the history of scouting NFL right now is a really weird period because all the six year guys, the COVID guys, the NIL stuff, all the transfers like I bet scouts are going. None of us know right now, you know, let alone here's one more other addition they threw in the mix. So I think it's a real transitional time in the world of evaluating players. Well, and the other thing with the NIL stuff now mm-hmm. um you got more guys staying in college yeah i mean there's hardly any juniors before. in this class yeah comparatively speaking i mean how many redshirt sophomores do you see in this one mm-hmm. just not of, many i'll put a lot of 24 and 25 year olds yeah yeah so i did throw out the one thing though a huge concern rightfully so all along is once i give this guy money this kid how does he handle it well now some of them at least have had money they have, you, you know, right, right. It's, it's, it's not, not a foreign concept. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not a foreign concept. Right? Yeah, they've they've actually gone through this mm-hmm. now, which is something for their yeah. hard work. A little know? different from most college students, so. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you get that $25,000 a year job out of college, and you're like, woo, I'm, I'm loaded. I'm doing well, right. <laughs> I'm set for life. <laughs> but it's a, it, it is an interesting draft uh, this yeah. year with, with some of the positions and how they line up with the needs of the Steelers. Oh, I think it does really well. Yeah. I mean, we had Daniel Jeremiah on and, you know, he just did his mock. And, and my last question for him was O-line, specifically tackle and corner. Sure looked like they got a really good chance to be available at 20. And he jumped out of a chair. So he re- totally reiterated that, you know, especially if four quarterbacks go. He thought maybe three edge rushers could go in that time. Brock Bowers, three uh, wide receivers, all of a sudden, you get to 20 pretty quick. Yeah. You know, we even touched the tackle or tight end or, or tight right. tackle or corner, you know. Yeah, that's going to be the, the, the interesting thing about this draft. And, and uh, you know, I, I think when, you, you know, when it's all said and done, um, you know, to me, the Steelers come out of the, the first few rounds with an offensive lineman, mm-hmm. a defensive back. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe a wide receiver. Maybe in a wide receiver in those first three rounds. Mm-hmm. Maybe a defensive lineman. Possibly, yeah. You know, uh, any of those two fourth-round picks. And you still have the two fourth-round picks with, you know, to do with what you want to do. Uh, you know, one thing we haven't talked a, a ton about, and this is uh, going to be interesting to see how he works out, is Tavondre Sweat. Right. And Talk about guys that don't weigh in and you yeah. know, all the – Play the game. Uh, I, w- I want to see a what he weighs in at because he's he's listed at. Um, let's see here. What are they? Li- he's 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 big. I don't know what he's listed at, but while you look for that, if if you go to seniorbowl.com right now, six four three hundred sixty two pounds. Okay, I'm gonna bet he doesn't show up here at three hundred sixty two pounds. Uh, you're saying less. I think he comes in at less than that. Yeah. If it's more, you gotta worry. Yeah. You gotta worry. I think he comes here. I'll be interested to see if he's like three fifty especially if he plans on working out, which yeah. I think he does. I mean, that's the first group. We've heard nothing to say he isn't. He would be really smart to come in under 350, 349 and a half. I mean, whatever it is, but under 350. <laughs> Something under right. 350, yes. And then do the drills at that weight, whether you put some of that weight on or not after, you know, afterwards. Because like, I like, know he was a good football player, 362 pounds. Mm-hmm. If that's what he really if played. If that's at. what he really weighed. Yeah. I, I don't want to, you know. He's it, the only one that didn't weigh in at the Senior Bowl. Didn't weigh in at the Senior Bowl. So, I, was he 380? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he was in the process of cutting weight then. Yeah. For this day. Yeah. Know? 
Really interesting, though. I so, mean, he you know, can impact the game, but the question is, you know, how can he do it for 20 plays in a row, 15 right. plays in a row? Because that's the problem with the, the Georgia guys the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Jordan Davis in particular. Yeah, yeah. That, that, okay, you know, these guys are, are top. When they play and yeah. they're on the field, they were great in college, but Show they were never ten, full-time players. No. Show us their 10 best plays, even in the NFL. Wow, great. Yeah. He took that guard or that center and just drove them back because he's so powerful. Next play, his hands are on his hips, and he, oh, you know, you know, yeah, and they ran right past him. Well, we well, the, didn't see the, that the one, offense you know, right? gets him on the field. Now they start going hurry Let's up, go, and, hurry yeah, up. right, right, make him rush the passer over and over and over. And he's a non-existent player. Yeah. I mean, that's what those guys have to prove, which is hard. Yeah, and from this point on, there's no more football we play because I, if Tavondre Sweat were there in the second round, I'd be very tempted. Take him and you put him, make him the nose, mm-hmm. kick Keanu Benton out to defensive end. Mm-hmm. Now you get yourself in line. Oh, yeah. I mean, and he would not have to be a full-time player here. You know Hayward would be a great influence on him. Right. Him and Benton could line up next to each other. Him and Hayward could line up next to each other. Ogunjobi's still in the mix. Yeah, because he's got enough pass rush juice that I don't. I wouldn't oh, yeah. mind having him out there in the nickel. I think he's a better pass rusher than Jordan Davis was. Yeah. You know, in terms of more than just a bull rush. I mean, you'll see swims and you'll see rips. And, you know, if he gets on an edge instead of just going down the middle of a guy, he can get underneath you, yeah. and, you know. So but I the, would be very. The key is 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 he really three hundred sixty two pounds? Yeah, and <laughs> because that worries me. Is he going? Is that as low as he can get? Yeah. And by the time, what doesn't? I don't know how to phrase this, but you'd love you want to see his body type. I mean, he's gonna get up there in his underwear, yeah. and, and that's important. I mean, what's his bone structure? How much fats on his body? That type of thing. He's gonna go in the bod pod. They're gonna break all those things down. The bod pod. Uh, the bod pod. Great. <laughs> Moach was talking about his time in the bod pod earlier this morning. And then, you know, is this as light as he can possibly get? And what kind of kid is he? You know, yeah. what's he going to show up at Latrobe at? Right. You know, like in our recruiting time, we had some big kids and then they disappear and then they show up at Pitt and it's like, I don't even recognize you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you've been eating or you look a lot better or you look a lot worse. Those are the questions. But if you can harness 30 plays a game out of him at his peak or close to it, that's easily worth a mid-second round pick. Yeah, easily. And, and so, you know, I, I that's the one guy, mm-hmm. the one defensive lineman at the top of this draft. And I'm like, oh, that one, would he would I interest could, me. I could see why. I mean, yeah. you want to be, we just talked about this with Max. I mean, this is a very physical power-based division, you know, and go get big, powerful guys. Yeah. You know, and there's no one more more so in, that, in the middle of the defense. Yeah, so I, I think I like him. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be interesting with him with the weigh-in stuff. Yes, um, that, yes. You know that that happens here, as you mentioned. He didn't weigh in at the Senior Bowl. No. Didn't get on the scales. I mean, Jordan Davis's combine numbers will blow your doors off. He yeah. ran unbelievably well, but the stamina still isn't there for him. He's not playing regular snaps with the Eagles, and it's unfair to say Sweat's the same guy. They're not, you know. But I bet Sweat doesn't test as well but he's a better pass rusher on tape. And he also played more snaps than Davis did. Yeah. I mean, Georgia was winning by a million and he right. was sitting on the sidelines, you know, and they had three, I mean, not the Texas isn't talented. He's going to have another first round defensive tackle next to him, but Georgia had Jalen Carter and as a backup, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So little things like that, that I'm, I'm interested in seeing over the next couple of days mm-hmm. as, as we start to get the heights and weights and things yeah. like that to come in here, because, we got D line linebackers coming up here real soon. There's a lot of linebackers I want yeah, to see too. You can't trust the heights and weights that the colleges gave you. Oh no, they're all lies. They're all lies. <laughs> Especially the huge dudes. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, who knows? Right. No, they're all lies. I mean the the quarterbacks are uh, you know, well, they they listed him at six two. He's really he's really five eleven. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or this guy was You just hope it's not too far off. Right. I mean you, you assume they're lying by an inch. Like I I'm least. I'm working on I could I'll put the, I'm working on a story right now on Connor Hayward mm-hmm. for Steelers.com. In high school, he's listed as 6'2". He's not 6'2". He's not 6'2". Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, that's how it he's works. He's never been 6'2 in his life. Don't trust a program <laughs> ever, ever. Yeah. And but that I was a good that, thing I, with Senior Bowl, too. I get that argument all the time. Well, he's listed at this. I'm like. Doesn't he, mean anything. He might have been that at one point in his life, but they don't, you know, they don't remeasure you. And right. put new weights in every year. Height and arm length and hand size don't change. <laughs> yeah, those are all facts. Yeah, the fact that right. the, the, the weight change since then. Yeah. yeah, right. That that's where the differences come. Yeah, body type and all those type of things, conditioning, yeah. those type of things. Absolutely. So you got to get to know the young man. I mean, I think Sweat's a great example. We haven't talked much about him, but second round, if you filled a few needs coming into the draft, 
those dudes don't present themselves all that often. That would and be it changes uh, things. Yeah, that changes things dramatically. I think Holcomb and Roberts would appreciate it too. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Let's get to a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to the drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and uh, Fox Sports Pittsburgh. We are live from the uh, Scouting Combine here in Indianapolis. We'll be back more right after this. This is continuing coverage of the 2024 NFL Combine, live from Indianapolis on Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lolly. He is the Matt Williamson, except no uh, substitutes. All right. There's only one. Um, We are live at the uh, Scouting Combine here in Indianapolis, um, here on the Fox Sports Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be here uh, taking you through to the 4 o'clock hour, and then we'll call it a day. We'll be back again starting tomorrow. Uh, Same thing, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., same cast of characters as well. Yeah, exact same slate, huh? Yeah, tagging in. We're We're like the... The luchadors here tagging in and out. Yeah, kind of overlapping, <laughs> and you know, I did a little work with uh, the uh, the Blitz folks today, and you know, a little bit of overlap, cross pollination. Yeah, yeah, a little cross pollination. I like absolutely. Uh, so we're talking about uh, this draft and 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 everything, and um, you know, when I when I look at uh, the different positions here, and we were talking about yeah. this in the previous segment of what line, what where the Steelers needs a line. Uh, we're just talking about defensive tackle. Not a good defensive tackle draft. It really isn't. There's a couple intriguing guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like the Clemson dude, Oko, 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 whatever his name is. <laughs> There's a couple. You know, I mean, yeah. Robinson from Missouri, but these guys aren't going to be cheap. They're not going to be values. You're not getting them in the fifth, sixth round. Yeah. I mean, we can maybe uncover some more names, and this athletic testing will help decipher some as well. You know, I mean, if you get a moldable piece of clay that doesn't have to play a ton right off the bat. That would be sort of interesting considering the the age and where the D-line is at. But it's not a great group. I'm talking about about defensive tackle types. Yeah, I agree. I I think, you know, when you you look at this, um, you know, some of the guys who are going to be taken early, the Jerzon Newtons or Mm -hmm. the the Murphy from Texas, Texas, um, 6'1". Oh, yeah, they're not even the Steelers style. Yeah, right. I mean, maybe they come in taller than what they were listed at but i doubt it but they're not going to be the steelers version there's a better chance they come in shorter yeah than, I mean, than what you expect they're not gonna be six three they're right not gonna be six four so do you punt on d-line unless the right guy happens to fall to you do you go spend some money there do you try to get a high quality year out of hayward and a step forward from benton and hope you don't get too banged up and have some depth and that's your first round pick a year ago. You know, I mean, like, it's not a position you want to be light at, but what the options aren't great. They aren't. Um, and, you know, we've seen the Steelers in the last few years take some guys in those middle rounds. Um, you know, it, it, but what you're asking them to do versus what their college has asked them to do doesn't always align. Doesn't always align. You know, with, with Benton, it did because mm-hmm. Wisconsin runs a similar style of defense. Yeah. I mean, he's a home run story. He's a success story. Yeah. But a lot of those guys take a little bit of time to understand where blocking angles are coming from, hand placement. One thing I always noticed, especially at the recruiting level, was the super talented D tackles probably have to do less in terms of technique than any other position. Yeah. Because they grab the little kid in front of them and throw them away. <laughs> you know, they throw you right out of the bar. Yeah, if you, if you, if you want to see some of that, uh, folks, go uh, Google uh, or look on YouTube for Stefan Tuitt High School highlights. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's playing Class A football in Georgia, and he's just throwing guys out like he's a bouncer in the bar. Yeah, I mean, it's big brother, little brother stuff. Yeah. You know, so a lot of those guys don't develop technique, and you need technique at this level. You're not going to win at the line of scrimmage against – full-grown, you know, guards and centers that understand the leverage and the schemes without, you know, a lot of technique work. So even a Sweat or an Aguanco, again, I'm just butchering his name, would they help you right away? Aurorho. Aurorho. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they might. Or halfway through the season, are they starting to hit their stride? They might. You don't don't know. You know, I I had that conversation with Montrevious Adams last year. I mean, he – Montrevious Adams was was a five star recruit. Yeah, um, had his choices. Pick, right? His choice of schools where he wanted to go. He ends up going to Auburn, um, and, and he said, "You know, I I got by on just 
I was more athletic than the guy in front of me, and I could just you know beat just him beat up. Him up. I, yeah. I didn't have to worry about the technique Quicker, stronger, and all that faster. stuff. Yeah. Well, now he's reached that point where he understands the technique, what's being asked of him. That's yeah. why he's a better football player now. Yeah, and we brought up him and uh, Watts quite a bit. I thought both of them had highly successful seasons. Got more out of them than you paid for them financially. You could bring them both back. I mean, you're only going to keep seven at most. I mean, Cam's not going anywhere. Benton's not going anywhere. I mean, you get to seven pretty quick. So if you're going to take one, I don't think it's just a seventh round flyer. Right. You know, I mean, it needs to be somebody that's going to make the team. Yeah. It needs to be Tavondre Sweat in the second round. Yeah. A guy like that. If he's which, still there. Which, which I would be very interested yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 you know, that position is one. Um, and, and I don't know next year's. I I, I don't either. I, I just I keep know. track of the the current one. Maybe next year's really deep in defensive tackles. I have no mm-hmm. idea. And it's very subject to change. I mean, quarterback is the one position you can kind of look ahead. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's good to know. It's a piece of information, but it can't change your opinion of what you do this year too much there. Yeah. You know? And it, and it used to be You'd like a young one to learn from Cam. Though. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's that's more of the the added value of what Cam brings to your team is passing on the, the Steeler way. Right. And you're also a little old on that side of the ball. Another young guy in the mix as opposed to, you know, free agents or second, third contract guys. Yeah, it could pay off long term. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to get weak there. The the interesting thing is we talk, we opened the show talking about, um, you know, the, the Ravens with Matt Abuke, um, who was, what was he, a third? Maybe he was a day two pick. I think he was a third. Yeah, I think he was a third. He really didn't blow up until this year. Such a good uh, – we got talking and sidetracked, but when Max was talking about him, I thought, what a great example he is of a guy that is a project. You know, yeah. people hate hearing the word project. Well, sometimes project is a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more. Whoa, look out, yeah. you know, and just so it coincided with having to pay him. That doesn't mean he's lazy and couldn't have blown on earlier. You knew you had a, a long investment. But again, in he right. was probably so much better than all the college offensive linemen yeah. he was yeah. in front of. He didn't have to learn that technique. Now he knows the technique. And, and how to get all the guys collide. Everything's right collided. Time. Right. 13 sacks. Yep. And he's $20 really million dollar player. <laughs> they can't let him go. Right, right, right. I mean, he's worth that. I mean, he looks to me, look, he looks like a hit. I would yeah. pay him. I'd be my first priority from the rate. I bring him up because after two seasons, people are ready to give up on DeMarvin Leal. Mm, good point. You know, and, I, you know, he's a high pedigree guy. Too. High pedigree yeah. guy. I don't know that we certainly haven't seen the best of him yet. There were flashes mm-hmm. in his rookie season. Yeah, I think you know maybe he took a slight step backwards last year. To and but part of it, part of that was tough because Be- was Benton was there as well. Yeah, and again, I thought Watt and Adams were very trustworthy veterans, yeah. knew their job, and Benton was the flat out better player of the young guys. So Loudermilk and especially the Al are to I was going to say to no fault of their own. Well, partially their fault are now at a career crossroads. I mean, yeah. that's just how this works. You know, that you better put up now. I mean, Loudermilk came in the league one year before him. So is, you know, they're not even guaranteed to make the team, but they could be the stars of camp too. You know, they're right. going to get a lot of attention. You know, a lot of action, a lot of reps. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's, we tend to try to write the stories on these guys mm-hmm. quickly. Everything, that's just, everything's got to be now, 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 now. Yeah. And that's not the, always the way that it works. I mean, even Liao, if he could just be a third and long interior pass rusher, that yeah. has value. If he's super fresh and you bring in a hockey line of, you know, you pull out a Benton or whomever that's played a lot down the, you know, five, ten plays in a row, third and six, third and eight, bring in Liao and you're stunting him with TJ and doing other stuff. Like, that in itself would have value, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's his role. I don't know. But he needs – they need to figure it out. He needs to figure it out soon because two years have gone by and he hasn't played a lot of snaps. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, and I, uh, to me, I, you know, I look at what happened with Geno Smith. Yeah. Couldn't play a lick. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I was on that boat too. I mean, I'd, I'd seen enough of him yeah, in New York that pretty shot. He was pretty shot. He goes to Seattle and mm-hmm. different guy, different guy. I mean, even Adams is a great example. Like Montrevious. Yeah. Same yeah, thing. Right. Montrevious Adams. Like he's, were highly he's bouncing around the league. He's on practice squads. Mm-hmm. Then he gets it. You know, yeah. Clicks and understand how important technique is or whatever. The D line is really fascinating to me. Um, Ogan Joby to me is a good, not great player. Seems to be better when he plays less snaps. Like I don't, he's not that he wears out, but a, less is better with him, in yeah. my opinion. You thirty know? snaps is better than forty. Yeah, yeah. The quality per snap is better when it's thirty-ish. But he's not cheap, and 
there's only six or seven making the team. You know, I don't know that he's a slam dunk going to run it back with him, but he's not bad either. I mean, right. he's valuable. Yeah, I mean, it's not I, like he's terrible. No, not at all. I mean, he has a real role. Uh, I would hope Benton goes past him this year. Yeah. You know, and I think he was on that pace. If you could add another one to be the next Benton, that's really attractive, but not at the expense of a corner or a center or, you know, someone that you can't live with. Yeah. D tackle is probably my foggiest position to project. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, to, to me, I, again, I look at it uh, with this draft. They, they have to come out of this with a cornerback, mm-hmm. whether that's in the first round, whether that's in the second round, whether it's in the third round. I don't know that I'm going to be interested as much in a fourth-round cornerback. No, I think it needs to be a guy. I think it needs to be a guy in the first two days of the draft. Yep, yep. And, um, and if you don't get that guy, you better have signed somebody in free agency, and that's not going to be cheap. Oh, I mean, I think they better come out of the draft with four, at least three, defensive backs from free agency and the draft probably in the top four rounds yeah I mean, and you know you do the the the, the draft notes the pre-draft notes um that you put out uh the Steelers what last four for four last four first round draft picks have all been on offense correct yes I mean first four picks first Claypool was one of those yeah first picks first were, picks not yeah, first he was round a second picks. yeah because before that, it was like nine years in a row. Defense. Nine years in a row defense. Well, now your defense is getting a little long in the tooth. Right. Your offense is super young. Yes. I mean, now they you, have some real discrepancies. You get to start flipping that a little bit this year. Yes. I mean, they're second youngest offense in the league behind only Green Bay in terms of who played what snaps in 2023. One of the oldest defenses. There's about five that were older. And Patrick Peterson was your leading snap guy, and yeah. he's an older dude. I mean, he may not play a snap next year. He might play 50. He might play... All again. Who knows? I don't know what his story is either, but that skews it a little bit. Um, and as you mentioned, you start drafting your first pick overall offense time and time again. It's pretty hard to have a youth movement on defense. I mean, <laughs> even if Benton and Porter play every snap, right? You got to counteract the Haywards and Petersons, et cetera. You know, you yeah. don't want to get too old too fast there. No, and, and uh, again, that's where the expense comes into play as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear a lot of people complain, well, the Steelers have one of the most expensive defenses in yes, the league. they do. Yeah. Uh, they, they should be number one. That's not how it works. That's not necessarily how it works. I mean, it also depends how you define most expensive defense. Is it your cap hit that day? Is it guaranteed money? I mean, is it – and you have Watt and Hayward and Minka who want to pay those guys. Yeah, that's they're going to they're gonna eat up a large portion of that. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. don't have anybody on offense that offsets those contracts. No. I mean, there's no rule you have to be 15th on offense, 15th on defense no, either, right? No. I mean, you just win. You know? That's the idea is to build a winning team. And right now you have a cheap quarterback. <laughs> that but, makes your offense cheap. Yeah. I mean, I know we love the centers in this draft, but I keep coming back to a veteran 50-year center, spend some money and some age on that side of the ball that might allow me to draft sweat. You know what I mean? Because I'm, not, I'm, I'm out of the center market or something along those lines. You know, get you younger and cheaper on that side. Yeah. I do think this year's this year's draft for the Steelers will be more defensive minded in the I first so two too. days as opposed to offensive minded. I definitely see defensive backs, maybe D tackle. We've talked a lot about maybe a linebacker, maybe a linebacker, they, they maybe a be. safety. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I just think that that's where you go. I'd be blown away if one of their first three picks was not a defensive back, and it could be two. Yeah, yeah. Or if you include the fourth round, it definitely could be two. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just think that's the way. I mean. Way it balances out, and oftentimes, you know, if they have seven picks, four will be on offense, three will be on defense, or mm-hmm. four will be on defense, and three will be on offense. I just think the way it, it works out this year is, I think you're, you're the majority. You, it's it's four or five picks on defense. Tend to agree. I mean, I think they will draft an offensive lineman. Yeah, I think they'll probably sign an offensive lineman. Third receiver is going to be maybe a Westbrook Akine or something like that that we've talked about, or a third, fourth round pick is my hunch. I think they're done at tight end. I think they're done at running back and quarterback knows. So that leaves more spots on defense, yeah. especially the secondary. Which, again, There's lines up of, well with this draft. Exactly. And that's yeah. a whole goal. I mean, that's that's what you use these next couple of weeks for is to really play your cards right in the draft. Yeah, set your set your board, set your mm-hmm. set your plan yeah. in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take advantage of what they're giving you. Yeah, because – as soon as you get out of here, you got basically two weeks before free agency starts. And then the world starts moving pretty quick. And then things yep. start coming along pretty quick. And yep. Yeah. Uh, like safety is a position to me that probably better addressed 
in free agency. Yeah. You know, I'd love to get younger on defense, but there's a lot of safeties I like. It's not a great safety draft, but that doesn't mean the fourth rounder you wouldn't mind. You right. Know? I think, I, you know, ideally uh, you find those guys in free agency and the Steelers have always done a really good job of, of this. Uh, that guy who's coming off of his first contract who's mm-hmm. still 25 years old. Yeah. And you're going to get that full second contract out of him. There's a lot of them. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of them, especially the safety position that shouldn't be super expensive. A handful of them haven't made big money yet. You know, they're fifth, sixth round picks that are coming into their own, signed with two, three-year deal, something along those lines. And uh, I mentioned I've been doing a lot more cap stuff lately the Steelers have less guaranteed money committed going forward than any team in the league they're 32 in contracts that are guaranteed money you know like Deshaun Watson's getting 64 million guaranteed yeah. this year whether he plays year. another down in the league or not right that's that's <laughs> 64 millions way more than the Steelers have committed to their entire roster going forward you know so they're going to have a lot of freedom with contracts coming up yeah, absolutely. So yeah. we're going to get to another break. He is the Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here live from Indianapolis. We're here for the scouting combine. Uh, a lot of the uh, general managers and head coaches uh, took to the podium today. Uh, of course, uh, the Steelers uh, uh, missed out on that that stuff today mm-hmm. with uh, Omar Khan's uh, having some personal issue. Uh, and uh, uh, Mike Tomlin never talks here, so he'll he'll talk in a few weeks at the owners meetings. So we'll, we will be there for that. That'll, yeah, be, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I'll, a lot of little news and nuggets that came out from from the different uh, podium uh, speeches. But uh, I have to uh, catch up on those. I don't know what everyone's been talking about. So yeah. I have been on the air too much. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of buzz. With a lot what of buzz. We've been talking about. But we're going to get to a break. We'll be back with more here on Steelers Nation Radio and Fox Sports Pittsburgh right after this. NFL Combine. This is Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. We are live at the Scouting Combine here in Indianapolis on uh, Steelers Nation Radio and Fox Sports Pittsburgh. How about that? How about that? Uh, and uh, I mentioned uh, some of those guys that uh, spoke earlier today mm. on the podiums. And uh, Vikings head coach uh, Kevin O'Connell. It's Kevin O'Connell, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm right. Uh, he said that he believes Kirk Cousins wants to remain a Viking. Okay. And they want to try to make that happen. Okay. Um, I understand that. I mean, again, this is lying season. I mean, the, the snippets <laughs> I heard this morning, which I don't put any credence in whatsoever, is Justin Jefferson could be had for a ransom. Um, the Vikings are already talking to New England about moving up to three. <sighs> They've been, they're an interesting organization because they've really straddled the fence over the last two or three years of rebuilding and trying to win now, which is really, really hard to do. And with some success, but then Cousins gets hurt. And, you know, I mean, I think O'Connell's a really good coach. I would have a really hard time deciding what to do if I was that organization. You want to kind of go young, don't spend 30 million on the old quarterback and try to get up to three or six, seven, eight, whatever. I'm not saying you should ever trade Jefferson, but go young or try to win North. I don't know what they should do. I think it's a different discussion if they were in the AFC versus the NFC. Mm -hmm. It's definitely more appealing. Because in the NFC, with Kirk Cousins, they're in the mix. They're in the mix, yeah. Now, maybe they're they're not going to be the favorite. Maybe only for a year or two, right. But they're not going to be the favorite, whereas if they were in the AFC, they might look at it and say, well, we got eight other or nine other teams Mm -hmm. that we got to climb over top of here. We need to think bigger. We need to rebuild bigger. Yeah, I I mean, their infrastructure isn't great. I mean, they have linemen. It's pretty decent. They have pass catchers. And with Cousins, it should be a pretty good offense. I mean, uh, Coach Flores did a great job with the defense. It wasn't super talented. I, I don't know what they'll do. Uh, and if you're Cousins, would you rather take that routine or would you rather go to Atlanta or maybe, I mean, New England's not real attractive, but there's a couple spots you could see him be interested in. But that's probably your best chance to win if you're Cousins. Yeah, I think you so. Know? And, and you know, you're established there. You've been there a few years now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're the guy. You're the guy. And, and the injury clouds things too. They know more about his injury than anybody else does. That's important. Yeah, I mean, maybe his market's not that hot right now. Yeah, I just don't see him going anywhere. I don't really. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, Raiders uh, general manager Tom Telesco 
he shut down trade speculation on Devontae Adams and said, he's a Raider. We're not, uh, we're not trading him. See, I get that. But I don't think they're even close to competing. Like, I think trading Adams is the move. You know, like the opposite of the Deontay Johnson move we just had, the conversation we just had, trade him while you still can because I don't think he's the difference in you winning or not. They're, I don't know what their path to a quarterback is. More picks would give you more pass. Uh, I'm not saying they should tank, but I think they should build for the future in a big way. There's not many building blocks on that team besides Adams and Crosby. Yeah. Um, you know, to me, though, I, I think, you know, they're a, they're still a relatively new team in a, in a, a new city. Mm-hmm. They're new still coach. trying to establish something in that new city. Um, you know, if, if you think back to the Steeler game there last year and really – every visiting team comes in there and takes over that stadium because yeah. it's a destination. Um, you I mean, need somebody that you can hang your hat on. It's, I mean, that was the, to me, that was I, the I whole reason the why they went out and signed Antonio Brown when they did. Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the, I make the mistake too much of thinking on how's the best way to win as opposed to how's the best way for this business to run in my new city <laughs> and all those type of things where ownership has I mean, to balance it if, if they don't have Devonte adams other than max crosby who are they putting on the signs outside the building yeah right i mean they're it's they're gonna make people a long year walk away from the the casino or walk away from the the biodome or whatever it's called out there and come to a game but i'd rather have a first and third round pick than Devonte adams right now Sphere. if i'm that team you or know the biodome <laughs> the pool or the pond <laughs> i i mean he's just Adams is going to be a depreciating asset. And if you don't think you can win with him now, I would rather get picks. I get it. At the same time, you know, if you do happen, let's say, let's say you get, uh, let's say you take Bo Nix or let's, or, or mm-hmm. the, the kid from Michigan, McCarthy. Okay. In the first round. Yeah. In the first yeah, round. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you like him to have Devontae Adams to throw the football to? Sure. It makes his life easier. It would, but wouldn't you rather Adams turn into a left tackle next year? You know that's cheap, and you know I, I get both that, sides. Yeah, I understand that thinking, but again, I you know I I'm not suggesting trade Crosby. You know, I mean, if I'm not saying blow it up, blow it up. I just don't think there's any way they can compete this year. They may so, look at it differently. I mean, they yeah. they did beat the Chiefs this year. They did they they you know they I won get more a games. Lot of buzz I think with the new they, coach. Yeah, and yeah, I just see it differently than they do. I think, to be very honest with you, I think they just don't have much talent. Well, you know, yeah, I mean that's. And you could get a lot for Adams. Well, that's, but that's like your be, opinion, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> but he's also a great candidate for, let's say I'm right, and they start the season two and six. Right. Well, the trade with trade deadline. But that's what you everybody know, right. said about, like, Mike Evans last year at the right. trade deadline. Right, right, right. And Tampa. Tampa held on to him, and yeah. they, you know. And they had, like, the most dead money in the league, the least spending in the league. Didn't and think they, they were uber talented. Right. Now, they, they didn't have the Kansas City out. Chiefs in their division, but. True, true. I mean, they won a bad division, but they. Also won a playoff game. I mean, I could I could sell a, a story in Vegas that, hey, we're in the same division as the Chiefs, but we're better than the Chargers. We're better than, we're better than Denver. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe that, but you could sell that story. Yeah. You know, like we're the second best team in our, our division, looking for a wild card, you know, building something here. We're, with one young Patrick, we're one Patrick Mahomes injury away from winning the division. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. No, I hear you. You know, look what happened with uh, Burrow this year in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I mean, was things happen. I know. That was a, a you know a given that the Bengals were going to win the AFC North. But, uh, I mean, what what GM is going to go to the podium today and say, "Yeah, we're looking to trade Devontae Adams"? I mean, whether they are or not, they're not going to tell you those things. Yeah, but they don't have to. You know, I I get it. Yeah, I, get I don't it. know. Uh, but any other big news pop today on the? Podiums, I know. Not a lot that I'm seeing here. Let's, okay. let's go look somewhere else here. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, this is, you're right. This is the time of it's year. It's hard to believe everything you're reading this time of year. There's a lot of media people all in the same spot being sent here by their respective companies, being told the right stories, whether there's stories to be written or not. Yeah. You know? um, Joe Schoen said, we, we have to consider Daniel Jones' injury history when we plan for 2024. This with the Giants. That's not a screaming endorsement. No, it is not. No. I mean, I bet that they. Add another quarterback, yeah. at minimum. I mean, I don't know they'll be the first round, but I bet they take one pretty soon. Yeah. Brad Feach uh, with the Chiefs said, uh, we have one tag, meaning you can only use the franchise or the transition tag. You can only use it once for the year. We anticipate probably using it. You said Beach from the Chiefs? Yeah. 
Oh, they're going to use it on Snead probably. They're going to use it. They, they, they can't use, they can't it, on use it on Jones. There's only one other option. Yeah. So sounds like Snead's getting tagged. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to start getting those things soon here too. Yeah. We got Higgins yesterday, I think, right? Uh, Yeah. The yeah. running backs all were pretty much declared free. They're not going to get. Josh Jacobs didn't have a very good year, though. Like, I never not thought he was a candidate yeah. to tag again. No, that, that wasn't going to make sense. I could see Saquon. A, de- a declining running back. Yeah, Saquon's much more valuable yeah, than Josh yeah. Jacobs. Yeah, uh, considering the way they played this past year, yes. Uh, Eric DaCosta uh, said about Odell Beckham, we'll assess and see what happens over the next couple of uh, couple of weeks. He's yeah, not going to be back. I don't think he'll be back. I mean, Certainly not at the price that, that they had him at. That was the worst contract given out this year. I, I thought so, too. And Matabuke is going to be very expensive. There is talk Stanley will be released. They got a lot of free agents, though. This and, one is interesting, though. Okay. The Falcons are going to release Johnny Smith. He could be a stealer. I wouldn't be un- upset with that. I think he's a quality player. I liked him back he's, in his Tennessee days. He's followed Arthur Smith around a little bit. He sure has. Right. <laughs> and if the Steelers play on keeping four... He'd be in the mix. I mean, he, he'll block a little bit. He's a decent receiver. I mean, I don't love him, but I think he's a, a contributor. Yeah. I mean, if you want to take super expensive, you want to look at it and say, okay, we're going to make Connor Hayward more of a f- true fullback. Mm-hmm. I wonder why Atlanta's released him. He's not that big a cap hit. I mean, he's okay. I mean, they, they traded maybe for they him. viewed him as he's Arthur Smith's guy, or maybe it's going to feature Pitts like crazy. Yeah. Which I don't know. would make fantasy owners everywhere happy. Oh, Pitt, finally, Pitts is going to be linked to the Steelers a lot, or Smith is going to be linked to the Steelers a lot. Yeah. yeah, although I don't think there's a need for tight end. You'll like this one. Yeah, uh, the Browns and other teams have proposed pushing the trade deadline, the NFL trade deadline, back two weeks. I think push it back, push it back, push it back. I, I still don't quite understand why there is a trade deadline. Well, you have to have some kind of deadline because you don't want teams. What you, what, you, what you can't have, because every league has a deadline, mm-hmm. and that forces then the action. Well, deadlines do breed right. action, you know, movement. But the guy's hurt from week 8 to 9, but he's probably going to be fine week 11, and no, no, the trade deadline's 9. You know, like, that's just bad luck. It's just bad luck for the player in both teams, because if there's a deal to be made... I don't know. The whole trade I understand weird. I, because they kept it. They kept the trade deadline at the same spot mm-hmm. um, when they went to seventeen games. Yeah. Now the season's larger. The season's than, the season's actually you know longer than it used to yeah. be. So why not push it back another at least a week uh, or two? Right. Because and then more teams. You, I'm definitely in favor of pushing it back. You I know, mean, I know it's extreme, to but say you, there you can't push one, it into December. I still don't quite understand why there is one. To be honest with you, I know that's a. Outside the way, just because every league has a trade deadline, why does there have to be one? Well, you don't. You don't. What you don't want to have happen is the team B says, "You know what? We're completely out of it. We're just mm-hmm. going to trade away all of our good players, and the season's I, over now. We've we've gotten our season ticket money. Yeah, everybody's. You know that that money's in. I know that the, the last the, month of the season, we're just not going to. You know, I know the NFL despises meaningless games. Yes, and there would be a lot of them if the Panthers last year said we're just trading Burns and Chin and all the guys are going to yeah. be free agents, and we're just going to be horrendous, horrendous. Yet they were still horrendous. Well, <laughs> but maybe not the best example. But I just kind of look at it, and again, I understand it's somewhat unrealistic. But if Team Team A wants to give you a second round pick for Player B from Team B. Why should we tell them no? Two teams want because, to do it. They're grown men. You have to do it there's a trade adults. deadline. Yeah. Do you have trade you. deadlines in your fantasy leagues? I think there shouldn't be either. There have to be. Why? Because it, it okay. I so mean, as long as there's not collusion. The league that, well, there's always going to be the thought of collusion right. because. And if our, you're out of it and you're trading your garbage. In our league, for example. Yeah. The league that we, we're both in together. The one, one league that we do that. Mm-hmm. My son's in the league with us. And one of our other owners, his his son is in the league with us. There's not a collusion. Like I tell, I go to my son and say, "Hey, I'm uh, not gonna feed you anymore. Yeah, give right. me <laughs> no more electricity. Give for me you your yet. five best players. I'll give you my five <laughs> worst players. You know, you're out yeah, of but it. But the rest of the league should be like, but well, we kind of see what's going on. There's no vetoes though. Oh, well, there should definitely be vetoes or some There's, kind no, of commission power. Be, or there something. should not be vetoes. You just uh, said to, if two if two teams make a decide to make a, a deal, they're they're big boys. They can make a deal. I guess fantasy is different because <laughs> they're not real human beings and it's a fantasy league. And if this team's eliminated, there is no motivation for next year. I mean, if it's like a dynasty league, that's different. Take all my old guys. Give me all your young guys. I'm going to live for tomorrow. That I have no problem with. Different story, though. Okay. But I, 
the, the fact that the trade deadline is getting bumped back, I think, is good. Or at least talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see I'm, all, that, I'm in favor of that. Yeah, they, they would need uh, 24 teams to approve that uh, for that to happen. That would happen at the owners' meeting. So they'll give us something to look forward to at the owners' meeting okay. next month. I just don't know what the complaint would be. Like, who stands on the table? I like, can't possibly do that. Yeah. Why not? Uh, Rand Carthen, the uh, Titans. Uh, you guys had a manager. good Titans conversation today, yeah. right? Yeah, we did. Uh, he said on Derrick Henry, we'll be uh, well positioned to do whatever we need to do. Um, do you think there's any chance he's back after the conversation you had? I don't. I don't think so. No. I don't I don't think so. I think that's a whole new turning of the page in that whole organization. I see a lot of people looking at him and say, well, he's going to be a Raven. I think there'll be five or six teams that would have interest. I can see the Cowboys taking Dallas a run at him. One. Buffalo. They don't have any money, but Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but can, no, Buffalo can't sign anybody. Kansas City. Kansas City would be interesting. If I'm Henry, I'll take half the price to go to Kansas City. Yeah. Pacheco's going to last like four more days. <laughs> <laughs> the way he runs. I mean, he got hurt running into the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Henry was one of the best backs in the league at yards after contact. They yeah. gave him nothing, and he was a second leading rusher in the league. I thought he was shot. Like, I went nothing to do with him in fantasy. Yeah. He's still really good. Yeah. At some point, he's going to fall off. Of course. But he's as freaky as they come, and he's not going to be expensive this year. Dallas is a great fit, even yeah. if he kept Pollard. Yeah, I, I, if you're a Steeler fan, I don't think you want him going to the Ravens, So No, I definitely think that. Yeah. He would be a really good fit there, too. And if I were them, I would actively pursue it, but they don't have a lot of spending power. Yeah, if you're going to spend $20 million on Matabuke, mm-hmm. um, you're probably not going to be in the market for Derek Oh, they Henry. got a lot of free agents, too. Yeah. They, so they're going to get hit a little bit. They got more free agents, I think, than people realize. Yeah, I could see them drafting one high. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Second-round pick running back, something like that. Absolutely. Um, I, and both the running backs are up, Dobbins and – they don't have any running backs yeah, on the roster yeah, right now. Yeah. You know, that's, they're pretty they're pretty bleak there. Mm-hmm. Real, so, real bleak. Yeah. Matt, that's going to do it for our one coverage day in the here books, today. Huh? We got one in the books. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll start getting some uh, some player interviews uh, coming here. We'll get some more. Uh, I bet heights and weights will be coming out soon, we, too. We should right. get some of that information out okay. there. We'll have a little more to work off of here. We'll have a lot more to talk about. We'll have some more guests. Uh, we had plenty of guests today uh, over the course of our, uh, what was it, uh, Eight hours on the radio? Seven hours? Seven hours. On the seven. Yep. Seven hours. We'll be back again tomorrow with seven hours starting at 9 a.m. Wesley Euler kicking things off here with uh, Arthur Motes. He likes to do that. He likes his early. It's not super early. He's a leadoff hitter. <laughs> and then we come in and clear the bases for him. Uh, but that's going to do it for our show today. So for my partner, Matt Williamson, uh, for uh, CJ back in Pittsburgh, keeping us on the air. I'm Dale Lolly. We appreciate you listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio and Fox Sports Pittsburgh. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.